Welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. Football is back. NFL season is upon us. Best time of the year. We got a new two-minute drill we're implementing into the podcast. Give our picks, who's going to make the Super Bowl, MVP, individual awards, you name it. This podcast has got it. Then we're going to touch on, obviously, our boy Showtime Otani, Leangelo Ball, and get right into our lock bets of the week and our dump and chase, the Oakland Raiders. Here we go. All right, fuck's going on, everybody? Evan, we're back. This is uh, a special episode. We're hyped up about it. Uh, the NFL season is finally back. It is Tuesday night in Lakeville, Minnesota. Evan, what's going on, man? It is an exciting week in sports. Everyone's buzzing. It's like Christmas in September. It's back. It is finally here. The five, six-month wait, whatever it was, it's finally here. This is what we live for. This podcast lives for NFL football. And I'm just stoked to be here. Exactly. Couldn't have said it any better. Um, this is our inaugural season when it comes to the NFL, so we're extremely excited to cover it. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into it right now, Evan. Let's uh, let's go into our new segment. We're starting up a uh, weekly deal we want to do. It's gonna be the two minute drill, highlighting just what's going on in the past week of the NFL. You know, wins, losses, who broke out that week, fantasy upsides and slumps. But Evan, let's jump right in. NFC, AFC, playoff picture, and Super Bowl champs. Let's hear it. Who do you got? All right, let's get right into it. From the NFC East, the New York football giants. Moving over to the West, the Los Angeles Rams. On the North, the Green Bay Packers. And in the South, who dat nation, the New Orleans Saints. Wild cards are the Minnesota Vikings and the Arizona Cardinals. Over to the AFC in the Eastern Division, I got the New England Patriots. In the West, I got the San Diego, now LA Chargers. In the North, I got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in the South, I got the Houston Texans. Wildcards, Jacksonville Jags. And the Baltimore Ravens. And in the Super Bowl, I got Houdat Nation taking down the Pittsburgh Steelers down in Atlanta. You heard it here first. All right, Evan, keeping it fresh, keeping it hot. NFC North, the Minnesota Vikings, the Minneapolis Miracle going all the way this year. NFC South, Houdat Nation, Superdome in New Orleans. NFC West, the Los Angeles Rams of Anaheim. The NFC East, ho, 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 Philadelphia Eagles. Let's go, Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. Over to the AFC, the North, the Pittsburgh Steel Curtain Steelers. Out of the South, the Houston Texans. The East, Pats up. Let's go, baby. Deflategate no more. Out of the AFC West, San Diego Superchargers, Wildcard Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Kansas City Chiefs. I got a matchup between the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings down in Atlanta. The Minneapolis Miracle Minnesota Vikings are going to do it behind Delvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer. You heard it here first, Evie. Those are my picks. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Love those picks. Let's uh, let's dive into it here. Let's give a little more elaboration on our picks from the NFC East. I got the New York Football Giants. That offense on paper so explosive. Saquon Barkley, number two overall pick, best running back I've ever seen. His legs are bigger than a house. Doesn't even make sense. He's gonna run 
harder than anybody. He's going to get hella touches. Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from injury. Sterling Shepard, a couple years now in the league. Evan Ingram, rookie offensive, one of the offensive rookies of the year last year. Didn't win it, but was in contention. Nate Solar upgraded offensive line. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning, sound two-time Super Bowl champion and MVP. I just think the Giants right now with Pat Shermer, what he did with Minnesota, what he's going to do over in New York, good offensive mind. Uh, they they had the Ben McAdoo guru there last year. It didn't work out. Now they got a new guru in Pat Shermer. I just think, I just think that they're going to take it. Cowboys offensive line is banged up. Zeke is back. A lot of question marks on that roster. Carson Wentz is injured. Nick Foles looked like a fucking JV quarterback in the preseason. Mm-hmm. He's not going to do what he was in the playoffs last year. Yeah, and, I think, and, and then you got the Washington Redskins. I think it's I think that it's a toss up, but I, I'm taking the Giants. It's it's definitely a toss up, like you said, between the Giants and the Eagles. Uh, I actually want the Eagles this route, and I think that's almost an underdog uh, take. But hey, underdog city in Philadelphia, yeah. nothing they're not used to. Dog um, masks. They need Carson Wentz back healthy as soon as possible. They open up the year against actually this Thursday against Atlanta. Um, definitely going to be a test for them. I think Atlanta's going to take them there just because, like you said, Foles look like dog shit. I'm going to keep it on the dog theme for Philadelphia. Um, their strength of schedule, it is tougher. They, they come back with a, a few, three three games I think they're going to take handedly in Tampa, Indy, and Tennessee. And then they face a tough mini Minnesota team, followed by New York, Carolina, and Jacksonville. So they kind of have a tough stretch before their bye week. Um, but like I said, as soon as they get Carson Wentz, back healthy coming to minnesota they're actually in philadelphia against minnesota rematch of that nfc north or nfc championship from last year um like i said underdog team i'm gonna pick them to win it just because they're so hot and and strong last year um if healthy i think philly's gonna be the number one you you don't think there's any super bowl hangover there could be i don't Um, i know malcolm jenkins hates the super bowl banner in the locker room i I don't know it's this is the management trying to do too much here yeah, if they can if they can sneak out by week nine, their bye week with two losses or less, I think they're going to be definite favored favored to win um, that NFC East just because they have New York before their bye. Uh, they'll have Wentz back hopefully by then. Hopefully JHI can get the boots moving and give them a running game. Um, yeah, I think Philly's going to come back and uh, we're we're going to definitely see them in the playoff picture. Uh, but let's move over to the NFC West. You took, I believe, I took the LA Rams, as did you. I, I think there's an overall consensus that that is one of the deepest rosters in the NFL today. You know, they they acquired Akib Talib and Adamikin Sue, just signed Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald to that huge contract. Picked up Marcus Peters. Their defense is very very sound. They can rush the rush from the edges, get to the quarterback. Uh, that offense, Jared Goff took a step last year. He's got weapons, Woods, Brandon Cooks now, Cooper Cup, uh, obviously Todd Gurley. Uh, they're just they're just so deep everywhere. Uh, but I mean, there's there's that's a tough division too because you got Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. What he did last year to end the season, but with Jarek McKinnon's injury, who knows? Uh, Kyle Shanahan, unbelievable mind. So don't count the 49ers out by any means. It's it's it was close. I wanted to put them in there, but. The McKinnon injury deterred me. And then, I mean, I even put the cards in my wild card. We'll touch on that later. But you see who they got coming back. David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald is, you know what you're going to get from him, one of the best receivers in the game still. 
uh sam bradford now they had drew stanton playing last year like that one eight they were eight and eight with him at quarterback mm-hmm. and without dj uh you look on the defensive side of the ball they have a stud at patrick peterson and then you have chandler jones who led the nfl in sacks last year and I, my boy josh rosen if, if if sam bradford goes down i think he's He's NFL ready to take over, and they can make some noise too. Yeah, obviously, uh, definitely a strong team. Sean McVay is definitely putting a team together that's going to be able to contend this year. Kind of all the pieces are falling into place here um, with the Rams. Evan, like I said, McVay's got season two coming up and going to get that under his belt. They, I'm predicting they're going to be a 12 and four team this year with losses yeah. to Philly, Green Bay, New Orleans, and the Vikings. Um, other than that, I think they have their way with the NFC West. Um, like you said, their offensive weapons are, are very strong. They had some off-season acquisitions that are going to put them a little bit over the top. Yep. Um, give Goff some options um, if the defense can hold it together and you know come and play yeah. and win some games for their team. And I think they're going to be definitely a, a playoff contender as well. So we were kind of on the same foot there, but uh, but yeah, just obviously health is the only concern with that roster Mm -hmm. Uh, they're going to win a lot of football games a lot of teams in the nfc similar strengths to schedules it's there's no easy schedule in the nfc i mean you you looked on it you touched on it they got minnesota green bay new orleans they got some testy games i think they're going to be 13 and 3 uh if they can stay healthy though they can't afford any major blows just like any other team but yeah it's it's general consensus is the rams coming out of the west um, let's move into the difficult, loaded NFC North. Yep. Who do you got? Who do you like? Well, just quickly, the Khalil Mack signing in, in Chicago, not only did they have you know a top 10 defense to begin 2018, but they were missing an elite pass rusher that can get to the quarterback, and they, they found that they had one of the best in the game in Khalil Mack. So the Bears are no easy out anymore. Mm-hmm. The Lions missed the game, missed the playoffs by a game last year. They, they kind of choked like they always do, but – that offense is pr- pretty prolific with Stafford, Marvin Jones Jr., Golden Tate, and now they got a new coach coming over from the Pats, Matt Patricia. Uh, they got Legarrette Blunt now, Theo Reddick, kind of a Kieran Johnson coming out of the backfield. It's I don't think it, you can it, sleep on the Detroit you, Lions. You can't sleep on the Detroit Lions. And then for me, I picked the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rod- Rodgers is back. He's back, and when he's healthy, he's the best player in the NFL. Not best quarterback, whatever. He's the best player, the most valuable player. You cannot bet against Rodgers. You can't. Agree with what that. he's done with hundred percent. He hasn't really had a, a nasty defense by any means, and you know if if they can just if they can get some turnovers when they need like timely turnovers, Rodgers is gonna he's gonna be he's gonna put them in any game, and I just think it's gonna be so hard to do what the Vikings did last year. I wanted Case Keenum to stay on the roster. They brought Kirk Cousins in, and I'm fine with that. But he's got to perform. Offensive line is shaky. They lost Pat Shermer, uh, and you know Tony Sperano went down. R.I.P. That's going to be a huge blow at people kind of flying under the radar. But they have a really good D. I'm going to give them that. But it's it's going to come down to the offense. Is Dalvin Cook going to going to be the guy? We we don't know what mm-hmm. he's going to come back with that injury. Thielen and Diggs, unbelievable receivers. But I just think the Packers have the best player in the in the NFL, and I I, I think the the division winner is going to be 11 and five and you know, it could come down to a tiebreaker, but I think it's going to be green. Bay That's back. fair to say I'm taking the Vikings definite Homer pick here. Uh, I loved what I saw last year with case freaking Keenum behind the wheel. Um, 
I don't know if I you've heard. Case. Come back. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard of my buddy, $84 million man, Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk, don't sleep with your cousin. Huge, huge acquisition for the Vikings. The only concern I have for them is if their O-line holds up. Yeah, that's that's, that's a huge question mark for them. Other than that, they're so deep top to bottom. Um, moving into the Green Bay Packers, it's definitely be the Packers, Vikings again. Um, even with Rodgers out last year, into the back half of the season, as a Vikings fan, I'm still nervous, even with Rodgers out. Brett Hundley was at the helm for pack, the Packers last season. I was I was nervous coming into the last half of the year. But like you said, Rodgers is back, healthy, best player in the game as we speak. Um, the Lions, former Patriots offensive coordinator Matt Patricia is going to spark them. Um, like you said, some offseason acquisitions with LeGarrette Blunt, their draft pick Carryon Johnson. Uh, starting to build back serious running game, the Chicago the Chicago Bears, um, Khalil Mack, like you said, the defense is going to be heavy for them. They needed that elite yeah. pass rusher. They got him. Um, Trubisky, definite question mark. I'll move into him later. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Vikings, but it's going to be a close battle between them and the pack. But, yeah, let's finish up the NFC with the the South. We both took Houdat Nation, Houdat Nation, New Orleans Saints. You got, you got Elvin Kamara saying this offseason that – if they would have beat the the Vikings, they would have won the Super Bowl. I I kind of believe them. I mean that that oh, roster man. was coming around at the you know the, the right time and Kamara and Ingram that backfield is so deep. You got Michael Thomas as a, a as a number one wide receiver, a top five receiver in the game today. Uh, Drew Brees, you know what you're going to get out of him. One of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. Going to break some records this year. Uh, that defense is just unbelievable. One of the best defenses in the NFC. One of the best minds in Sean Payton, a head coach. It's it's going to be a really really tough division. That South is so stacked mm-hmm. with, with Carolina and Atlanta. One thing I will say though with Carolina is that every single year that they've made the playoffs in the Cam Newton era, they've actually failed to make the playoffs the following year. Hot take. So is history going to repeat itself? I don't know. I really like McCaffrey. He's he's poised to have a breakout season. Funches is a is a big physical. On, on he's he's a solid receiver and that's going to be Cam Newton's blanket as, along with Greg Olson. The defense is good. You got Luke Keekley, one of pro, arguably the best linebacker in the game yep. today, and Ron Rivera been to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Can they get back? I don't know. I don't have them making the playoffs just because I think history is going to repeat itself. But then you got the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people are picking them to win the Super Bowl this year. They were a, a goal line stand away from knocking Philly off last year on the road. Shout out to Julio Jones for that drop. Fucking idiot. Uh, but you got Calvin Ridley now on the outside of Julio, Mohamed Sanu. Then you got the two-headed monster, Demonte Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Matt Ryan, 2016 MVP. That offense is stacked. Uh, they got a good front seven on defense. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough, tough South Division. I don't even think we need to touch on the Bucks. They got their own problems. Jameis Winston. Yeah, this is a uh, piece of shit is what he is. The, the, the NFC the NFC is absolutely stacked. Um, like you said, Atlanta's built for a deep playoff run. Their offense is stacked at wide out now with Kelvin Ridley, the two-headed monster, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman. Not much more we gotta say for them. Um, but the Saints, who I picked it and you picked to win uh that division, it, it the First time in the history of Minnesota sports that we were on the positive side of fortune. Yeah, you could say forever. Um, 
Ever. Uh, may, maybe the Minnesota Twins 91 Kirby Puckett's robbed home run against the glass. Like, what are they playing in the fucking XL? Yeah, maybe. But, yeah, uh, New Orleans was just cut so short last year. Yeah. They, they, they're they hungry. They want back um, a lot of depth on that offense and a, and a strong defense as well. Just Let's just touch on that fortune for Minnesota fans. If you, if you all know that the Saints did it to us in 2010 or 20, 2009 when we had Brett Favre. I don't know what he was doing. It's just a Brett Favre play, trying to extend something and not even give us a, a field goal look. Still bitter about it. Uh, we got him back. The a Giants bit. in our in our locker room. The the what do you call that? The headphone gate, if you will. They had fucking the Giants. Uh, the Giants in two two thousand and one when they went to the Super Bowl. Got Tom shellacked. fucking Coughlin doing they had, sketchy they Tom had Coughlin shit, shit in our locker room. They knew our plays. They it was bullshit, but. That's just Minnesota sports in a nutshell. But Minneapolis Miracle, I'm sitting at at my college house with, with the guys. I got my Diggs jersey on, and I'm sitting there. I'm watching it, and halftime comes around. I'm like, holy fuck, we look really good. I, like, nobody's going to beat us. Then the Saints turn it around. You see uh, a missed field goal come back to bite us. They get down, whatever. You see how it all plays out. They kick that field goal, and then Sean Payton's doing the fucking skull chant, and I'm I'm literally sitting there like I'm I'm almost in tears crying this, <laughs> looking at the TV. All, all everyone's looking at me. I'm the only Minnesota fan there at uh, at school up in upstate New York, and then I'm watching this. I was about to get, I was about ready to, to walk away, and and then Case Keenum rolls out, hits digs. The rest is history, and oh, I was I was screaming, I was screaming like get get out of bounds, get out of bounds, and then I'm like host it. What? Where's the help? He just houses it, whips his helmet. I am literally screaming my head off. I take one of those big buddies, shotgun a big buddy, and just, oh my god, we were on such a high, and which is probably why we lost the following week to yeah. Philly. But there's there's no coming back from that. That's my, one of the greatest moments as a Minnesota Vikings fan that I've been, oh yeah. I've been a part of in no, a lifetime. No doubt. I was uh, I was working the Timberwolves versus the Toronto Raptors, and I'm in the locker room for ESPN. We're supposed to get pregame hits of players getting dressed. There's not a single guy in the locker room except for Jamal Crawford, and all I can hear is all these guys screaming and hollering in the next room. I'm, I'm like, there's no chance we came back from this. Sure shit, the boys roll in, and we're getting celebratory B-roll for ESPN. Um, I walk out, had to rewatch it on my phone. But, yeah, anyways, NFC North – or, I'm sorry, NFC South, um, like you said, Tampa Bay, not even a contender. Winston's got a three-game suspy. Mike Evans, I hope you do well. Got you on my fantasy squad. But, yeah, let's just uh, hit on our wild card picks really quick. Um, I went with the Packers and the Falcons, just two teams that were going to get left short. I don't think there's much more to say. We already yeah. hit on them. But, I, yeah, those are two good picks. I went back and forth on this. I got the Vikes. It was going to be Vikes or Packers regardless. And then my second team, I, I flipped a few times. Uh, I had I had the Panthers at one point, the Falcons at another point. It's I just think they're going to beat each other up so much, but I've got a, a little bit of a dark horse here with the Arizona Cardinals. Like I said, DJ's back, uh, Patrick Peterson, like Chandler Jones. Uh, you got Sam Bradford or Josh Rosen. However, that goes. However, that plays out if if Bradford stays healthy, he's a solid quarterback in that system. And I, I just think they finished eight and eight with Drew Stanton and without DJ last year. I just think this is a scary team, and and a lot of people are letting them fly under the radar, and I think they're going to creep up and, and possibly sneak into that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, like that. But let's uh, let's go to the other half of the the league here, the AFC North. I took the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, like this team a lot. They've had success the past four years. 
Yeah. Um, hoping to God for people's fantasy teams that Le'Veon Bell decides to show up to practice this week because he has been MIA on vacation. I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but just an offensive. I mean, you have two of the best players at running back and wide out, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Probably one of the best one-two punches in the league. If Roethlisberger can keep doing Roethlisberger things, he's getting up there in age. But um, I got Pittsburgh taking the AFC North. Yeah, I, I got the Steelers as well. It does, there's no other team really. Maybe the Ravens could contend for it, but the Steelers were, you know, a possession away, a, a brutal catch rule away from getting the one seed and avoiding the Jacksonville Jaguars last year uh, in the playoffs. You got Juju Smith-Schuster complimenting Antonio Brown. His second year in the league, he's he's got a lot of potential and a lot of people are hyping him up, and I think he's going to be really solid. Uh, yeah, the question mark with Le'Veon Bell, but James Conner has proven himself. Uh, he He's an absolute specimen. Uh, could be could be a starting running back for a different roster if it wasn't if it wasn't behind Le'Veon Bell. It's, it's the ultimate handcuff. But, yeah, it, Big Ben, like you said, probably going to do Big Ben things. Probably will. He does have a history of getting injured, but he's, he's big and – I, I just don't see anyone else that is going to compete. I know the Bengals have that John Ross and AJ Green. They have a mm-hmm. pretty solid receiving core. Joe Mixon, uh, solid running back that can catch passes, make plays. I'd uh, love to see Oklahoma. Cleveland Cleveland become a 500 team. This every year. like Hard Knocks, think, Hard Knocks yeah. is, is hyping the Cleveland Browns up so much it's every year. I don't. They're not. Year. I don't think they're going to win more than four games. I really don't. Uh, it's a tough division. The Ravens and the, the Ravens, the Bengals, everybody beats the shit out of each other. The Browns just can't seem to get any wins. Hugh Jackson definitely on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, will it be Baker? Will it be Tarod? Obviously, going to be Tarod until something goes goes wrong. But yeah, I, I don't. I just don't see the Browns having any compete. And then the Ravens. I, I think they're really good. Uh, whether it's it's Joe Flacco, he's proven himself so far in the preseason and in practice. Now that he's got another quarterback fighting for his job in Lamar Jackson. Looks like they'll probably run some packages with Lamar Jackson. Uh, you got Michael Crabtree now, John Brown, and then you got the absolute call bell, cowbell running mule and Alex Collins. And then they always play hard-nosed defense, one of the hardest-hitting teams in the league. They got some weapons defensively, but I just think it's the Steelers' division right now. To It's their, it's their division to lose, and, and if a team's going to compete, it's going to be the Ravens. Fair enough. Uh, AFC South, Evan, who do you like? Who do you dislike? AFC South. This is actually one of the biggest question mark divisions in the NFL today. Uh, last year was the Tennessee Titans that actually, uh, excuse me, the Jacksonville Jaguars won the division last year. Tennessee Titans won the wild card or got in at the wild card, and they both actually moved on. Uh, Mariota's back. He's, I don't know, he he turns the ball over quite a bit, but he's one of the best, uh, one of the best red zone efficient quarterbacks in the league. And you know, you got the two headed horse now. With, Derrick Henry, the tallest running back in the league with the smallest, Deion Lewis. They'll have some packages there. Um, you got Corey Davis, who's going to be a, a specimen on the outside or in the slot, wherever they want to put him. Rashard Matthews, that offense is good. Their defense will be the question. Uh, I'm going to actually take the Houston Texans, though, in this division. Deshaun Watson coming back. We'll see what he can do with that torn ACL. Led the, led the league in fantasy points in the games that he played in last Had to year. Had be on his way to rookie of the year, offensive rookie. DeAndre Hopkins. Second best receiver in the game today. Unbelievable hands. Will Fuller, the deep threat. Lamar Miller, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. He's kind of on a decline, but was 15th in uh, fantasy points last year. Uh, Houston just placed Dante Foreman on the pup list to start the season, but 
that means Lamar Miller is going to be the horse going forward. Uh, but but yeah, Houston I think is just so deep, and everybody's picking the Jags or the Texans. But I got the Jags in at a wild card. You know what they did last year. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting for see what they do with the receivers. Marquise Lee injured for the season likely. Allen Robinson now in Chicago. Uh, Leonard Fournette absolute horse at running back. Blake Bortles <laughs> uh, just got paid, so who knows what's going to happen there? He's probably going to sling it. That defense is unbelievable. Front seven can rush the passer. Uh, fucking Jalen Ramsey and uh, AJ Bouye on the outside at corner. It's they're really deep. They're really deep, but it's going to be neck and neck. I think the winner of this division is going to go eleven and five, and it's either going to be Texans or Jags, vice versa. One's going to win and one's going to get the wild card. I'll take the Texans and and then the Jags with the wild card. Yep. If I would have known your picks, I would have taken Jacksonville. But just coming off their their receiver question marks with Marquise Lee, like you said, going down. Um, didn't hinder him too much last year. Allen Robinson with the ACL. Blake Bortles found a way. Um, I think if he can find a reliable receiver this year um, and kind of pick out a favorite to supplement Leonard, Leonard Fournette. Leonardo. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, I, I think that Jacksonville team can be right back in there. Um, Fournette's going to have a huge workload. Um, but I have Houston ousting them. Like you said, Deshaun Watson on his way to rookie of the year last year. Um, until that ACL, he's got weapons around him. If their running game can hold up, I don't think their defense is too big of a question. They yeah. got two of the best pass rushers in the game. Um, but the Colts, I'll move yeah, into the Colts. We, did, we didn't really touch on yeah, that. Yeah, not much going on with them. I think they're going to rely heavily on Andrew Luck making a comeback. I know he's in the running early favorite for one of the comeback players of the year. Um, they took with their first pick in the draft, Quentin Nelson, a guard. So they're doing everything they can to protect him. Yeah. Um, but I think this becomes huge on, on Luck's shoulders. And it's, do you think he, how many games do you think the Colts win? I know that defense is shaky. Quentin Nelson's going to help the offensive line a ton. I'm going to say nine and seven. You think they go nine and seven? Yeah. I, I, think, I think they go, fair. I think they go right uh, at, at eight and eight. I okay. think they're, or actually, I'm going to go seven and nine. I, I, I think too much time off for Andrew Luck. Defense isn't where it needs to be. Need to help at offensive line. There's so many question marks. Who's going to start at running back? And I, I think they're a seven and nine football team, but but with Andrew Luck, who knows? Anything can happen. All right, uh, AFC East, Evan. Um, you got anyone else other than the? Patch? I was just going to say, do we? Do you dare pick anyone other than the Patriots? The, the only other team that I could see contend, uh, if if Josh Allen didn't get sent back the redshirt year, now he's back at Wyoming. Mm-hmm. If he didn't get sent back, I would have said the Bills. But Sam, Sam Darnold starting in New York. Um, you saw what he did in college. He he's a winner at every level. Uh, the dude can play. He's not necessarily technically too sound, and he's a little clumsy when when he when he runs around. But but the dude can absolutely play. He's just 21, 21, 21 years old. Ninety seven days. He's gonna be the youngest player to ever start opening week game in the NFL. Uh, his mechanics, like I said, aren't the greatest, but he, but he, but he's got accuracy and he can extend plays with his feet. I just don't know what it, it, it. I hate this that the Patriots have played in the worst fucking division ever because Forever. they would not have won. What is it now? 14 straight AFC East when Tom mm-hmm. Brady plays. It's a joke that nobody ever competes for them. But but yeah, I, I got the Pats. Even though he's got no receivers, it's Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady's gonna throw for over 4,000 yards again this year to fucking check down, check down, check down, check down, check down. every every single play. Um, I'm hoping to see Sony Michelle get a little action in that offense. I know he's yeah. not going to see it right away, but I'm, I'm I was high on him in college at uh, Georgia, 
Um, I liked what I saw out of him. But team, like you said, don't sleep on the Jets. Darnold, I'm, I, I love a young guy stepping in there. He's God, we're getting old. Three years younger than the both of us. Uh, um, don't do it to I me. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. This guy is 21, going to be the youngest guy to start a week one. Um, so I think the Jets are going to be good. Dolphins, I mean, top to bottom, the AFC East is just a bunch of you, average teams. Do you think the Pats lose a game in the AFC East this year? I, I don't think they will. I, I think if they do, they already have the division locked up, and it's week 17 Yep. Um, the, against the New York Jets. <laughs> so hot take um buffalo bills don't really say much about them they're not really gonna have a quarterback no they have what they did to tyrod was fucking brutal stupid by yeah. them i think uh how many over under interceptions for nathan peterman god a game or season season i'm gonna say over 20 under, over under 30 30 yeah if he starts every game they don't have josh allen anymore true <laughs> i i don't know who's who's even the backup there um, yeah, that it's, it's a big question mark out of Buffalo. Hopefully Shady McCoy can make some sort of bounce back and give them a running game. But is, is Shady going to be eligible? I, I don't we even saw, know. We I saw the rumors of what I, he did I, to his I ex-girlfriend. I don't even know. Um, the, I don't know what their offense is. I don't know a thing about their Sean McDermott defense. I have no clue what to even expect out of Buffalo. AFC East is ass and the Patriots are going to run train through this division. One thing I know is Bills Mafia is going to be hype oh, AF yeah. for every game. Hype. I that's I, that's one I can't thing you got to look forward to. I cannot wait for Josh Allen to be part of Bills Mafia in 2019. All right, let's finish it up with uh, the AFC West and then our wild cards. Seven AFC West. What do you got? AFC West. I got the uh, LA Chargers. That defense is stacked. They got some studs on both sides of the ball. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams on offense. Tyrell Williams even, and then you got Melvin Gordon at running back and one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the NFL. If you put his numbers next to Ben Roethlisberger's, they're virtually identical, but he doesn't get that much credit because they don't really make the playoffs as much as Pittsburgh. Uh, Kansas City is another team that could potentially compete for the division. I don't mind Patrick Mahomes. That's I see, don't mind him. I know. He's got an absolute cannon, and he lit it up at Texas Tech. And he's, he's made some great throws in preseason, but he's also made some not-so-great throws. So there's going to be a yeah. learning curve for him. Kareem Hunt, will he be able to do what he did last year leading the NFL in rushing? I don't see it. Uh, they they lost their game manager, Alex Smith, and all he did was hit Travis Kelsey. We'll see if Mahomes continues to do that. He's a great security blanket. And then he got Tyreek Hill over the top. They lost Marcus Peters on defense to the Rams. Uh, will, it, will it affect them? Maybe. I don't know. Probably. Eric Berry, heart and soul, that defense. So they're going to be right there, like you said. But Mahomes is my question mark, and this is why I'm not picking them. If they had Alex Smith, I would have picked them. You don't know what you're going to get out of Patrick Mahomes. He's boomer bust. All right. Um, I have the San Diego Super Chargers coming out of that uh, AFC West there. Um, like you said, they're they're going to – they're they're just a heavy favorite in that division. Um in that missed the game by by they lost the tiebreaker to Tennessee last year. Yeah, uh, Oakland. We'll hit on this later, but I hate what John Gruden's done so far. We yeah. haven't even seen a We're, single regular we'll, season we'll game. Leave we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. that. We'll yeah. leave it at that. Um, moving into Kansas City, um, touched on everything to do with their offense. Could be boom, could be bust, like you said. Um, but let's hit on the Denver Broncos. Can Case Keenum bring some of this magic into Denver? 
I loved I'm him. Sit, we I'm, loved him. This podcast liked. I'm I'm was, a huge on. We're Case both Keenum. we're both huge Case Keenum guys. I just don't see him replicating what he did in Minnesota. But granted, the Den- Denver has a really good front seven on defense. They lost to Lieb. They got Chris Harris Jr. at corner. Is uh, is Demarius uh, Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders an upgrade from Thielen and Diggs for Keenum? I'm gonna go out and say no. I, I think. Demarius Thomas was good when he had Manning. Sanders was unbelievable when he had Manning. Case Keenum really likes his slot receivers. He hit Adam Thielen, the number one slot receiver last mm-hmm. year for the Vikes, number one receiver for the Vikes. That was his security blanket. Uh, I just don't know. I mean, Sanders is going to get a ton of balls. He's going to be their leading receiver. Demarius Thomas is going to be on the field every snap. Like and then Minnesota have, didn't really have a deep ball receiver, and I think they have that with Demarius Thomas. They do. They do. Um, but one thing I must say is the Vikings D was so good. All Case Keenum had to do was manage the game, mm-hmm. hit his targets, and then we had McKinnon and Latavius picked up the slack when Cook went down. Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. Question mark. Rookie. Is Not it gonna even be, a is it gonna be him? Is it gonna be Booker? You don't know. See, so he, I mean the guy, I feel bad for Case just because he set the bar so high for himself last year. I hope, I really hope he can turn it around again in 2018. Um, but a big question mark for that. Yeah, I just don't want offense. I just don't want the media attacking him when he doesn't put up the numbers like he did in Minnesota because it's not fair. Uh, I think the only system where he's going to thrive in would be Minnesota, just given the history, and that's why I think he would have been a perfect fit instead of Kirk. But good well, luck, Case. Uh, I really I want to see you do well. I really do. You gave everything you had to Minnesota, and we thank you for it. And, and Godspeed, Case. Godspeed. Godspeed uh, wild cards for myself, Jacksonville and Kansas City. Touched on both those teams. Yeah. Two teams that I don't think will miss the playoffs. Who do you have? We both. Yeah, I had the Jags, and then I had the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just think, like like I mentioned before, everything, offensive, offensive weapons that kind of underrated. Flacco is going to. Is he going to be elite? This is the year. He's finally got quarterback uh, controversy now. Missed the playoffs by a tiebreaker last year. And the defense, hard-nosed, hard-nosed Baltimore Ravens defense. And I, I think I think they, they sneak in there this year on the wild card. All right. Uh, I'll just jump into the player awards, um, individual awards. We'll do MVP, offensive rookie, defensive rookie of the year, coach of the year, and the comeback player of the year. Uh, going off the freaking script here for myself, uh, MVP of the season, Kirk Cousins, the $84 million man, like we said. Okay. The Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl this year behind Kirk Cousins. Um, he's going to have outstanding numbers. I'm saying he also throws for over 4,000 yards. So my MVP for the 2018-2019 season is going to be Captain Kirk. Yeah, I like – I'm sorry, I don't like that pick. That, that I, You know I loved Case Keenum. And, you know, I really hope Kirk does well. but I. Yeah, I, I, I'm still bitter about it. But for me, my MVP of the year, also a Giants fan, I'm going Odell Beckham Jr. Speaking of $84 million man, I got the $95 million man, 60 guaranteed Odell Beckham. Best hands in the game today. I think he's the best receiver in the game today. I've had people give me flack about this. Everyone thinks it's AB. I just think you line them up, you switch teams. Odell does what he does better than AB. Whatever, that's, a, that's another conversation. I just think since he's been in the league, he's a dominant force. Can j- just shows you what what happened when he was not in the lineup last year. They couldn't even they couldn't even score. Year before they made the playoffs, he, he's just he is their most valuable player on offense. Let's see what he does finally with a sick running back in Saquon Barkley, and see what Eli Manning can do. But but I got Odell Beckham Jr. 
competing for the comeback player of the year award. He's not going to get that one. We'll touch on that later. OBJ, 2018 MVP. Can't argue that. But uh, my offensive rookie of the year going Mike Boone. The Boone the bear crap The Bearcat product out of Cincinnati. Uh, this guy was recruited as a wide receiver from high school. Um, but he he's a he's a pass catching back who's going to see a lot of time after Delvin Cook. I can't just jinx Delvin Cook. Um, no, you can't. But we'll say it's a committee. I'm, yeah, it's just it's, it's not a favorable pick. Um, but Mike Boone is gonna. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Rookie of the year. Do not at me. Um, come February. Does he tie up the dreads or does he keep them hanging? Uh, he's gonna tie them up. He's okay. gonna be a young Kenyon Drake. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm going Mike Boone. Okay. See, I'm sticking with the Giants, just like you, your trend with the Vikes. I'm going to take Evan Ingram. Uh, he was snubbed from the Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. Uh, he was selected to the Pro Bowl, was a first-team All-Pro at his position. And I think he's due this year. I, I think he, he's got to get Offensive Rookie of the Year this year in 2018. He's, like I said, snubbed last year, led the Giants in receptions with 64, 722 yards, and six touchdowns. He only played 15 games, missed a game. I just think that with that roster, OBJ, Sterling Shepard, you throw Evan Ingram into the mix, Saquon Barkley in the backfield, and Eli Manning, that offense is, is poised for a breakout season after going 3-13 and 13 last year. It's, it's, his, it's his award to lose, in my opinion. So I'm going Evan Ingram, 2018 okay. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I hate that pick. But uh, <laughs> rookie, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Sticking with the Vikes. I'm going the number one overall pick, Mike Hughes, the Central Florida product. Um, Fuck you, Mike Hughes. Yeah, you know what? He's got to. He's gonna have to learn behind Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith. He, he's going to be an elite back in this league for a long time, and I think he's going to have a breakout season. Yes, he did partake in a fraternity incident at North Carolina, the Tar Heels. They got rid of him, but Scott Frost scooped him up. This guy is is going to be an unbelievable back in the NFL. He might get some action at special teams. Who knows? They might not put him in there. Doubt it. Does he even uh, play a snap <laughs> this year? <laughs> Jokes. Uh, might not even get a snap. But you like that Mike Hughes pick? You uh, got a story? This is my story, Mike Hughes. I know he had a fraternity incident, and I know he's got a troubled pass. But we're sitting there. We're at Cowboys Slim Gyms, and it was on my birthday. I would got we'll say drinking got away from me that night, and everyone was saying that Keyshawn Johnson and Mike Hughes were together at Slim Jims, and it was not Keyshawn. From my boggled memory, I went up to them, started talking to them, and Mike Hughes had his. It was confirmed, Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes was there. Yes, this is confirmed. Uh, he had his group of people or friends or whatever around him. And I was like, oh, my God, like, hey, boys, it's Mike Hughes. And I actually, if if his boys weren't around him, I actually think Mike Hughes was going to try and fight me. I'm sure he's been getting heckled all night at the bar, but this guy seemed like an absolute douchebag. Everyone was saying that it was Keyshawn Johnson, and I've seen Keyshawn Johnson. I watch NFL Countdown. That was not Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson is not in Minneapolis hanging out with Mike Hughes. They're though. saying that they, like, trained together. He had Trey Hyde was saying that there's some tweet that it was Mike Hughes – Working out with fucking Keyshawn Johnson, and it was bullshit. I know for a fact it was not Keyshawn Johnson, but Mike Hughes, clean up your act. Don't be going to the bar and and making a scene. That's not what the Vikes need right now. You've learned your lesson in college, I hope. But, yeah, let's, let's take this year as a learning year, and I hope you don't play a snap for the Minnesota Vikings.
For my defensive rookie of the year, I'm going to stick with the New York theme, this time with the Jets. I'm taking Foley Fadukasi out of UConn, defensive tackle, the six foot four, 318 pound stud. Six round pick, six overall, runs a 5'2", 940, 33 on the bench press, and he can jump 30 inches. This dude is a raw talent, well-built, versatile defender, uh, fires out of his stance with good pad level and initial quickness when working in the gaps. This dude has a potential to elevate that Jets defense and take it to the next level. Was he cut from the roster? Yeah, maybe he was. <laughs> but he's going to work his way back to the squad, whether that's the practice squad or with a different team. And this kid's just too talented to pass up. Uh, was he? Did he kind of have some issues in college? Yeah, maybe. But I, I just think this dude's talent level is, is too high. It's something maybe the Vikes need to take a look at. But for me personally, I'm taking Foley Fatakasi out of UConn to win my defensive mm. rookie of the year. Mm. All right, coach of the year. Uh, sticking with the Vikes, man. I can't I, – I'm this far into it. I'm this deep. I can't go against Mike Zimmer. He's got his guys in there. This is his team. Please, no Zs on Mike Zimmer. Do not sleep on Mike Zimmer. As if the NFL and fans have slept on this guy enough, he's going to lead his team to a Super Bowl this year after what he did last year. I think this guy, I mean, the players love him. The fans love him. This guy's just a likable guy. Um, I want to see maybe some eye patch out of him this year because that was a good luck charm, I think, for him. So if Mike Zimmer can stay healthy. Uh, <laughs> the he, old eye patch. Yeah, he, he's my, he is my front runner for coach of the year this year. Zim, baby, let's get it done. Let's bring a championship home to Minnesota. The city needs you. The state of Minnesota needs you, Zim. Let's go. Is he going safety shop goggles week one against San Francisco? Next question. Okay. All right. right. I love the safety goggles. Unbelievable style. But I'm going to stick kind of with the Minnesota Vikings, but a different route. Former OC Pat Shermer is my coach of the year. I like that a lot. Head coach of the New York Giants. Unbelievable offensive mind. You saw what he did with the Minnesota Vikings last year. Led them to the NFC North title and the number two seed in the conference. 13-3. and Elevated Adam Thielen's game. Stephon Diggs. What he was able to do with Case Keenum. And then when Dalvin Cook goes down, you had Jarek McKinnon and and Latavius Murray. Switching gears now with the Giants. Similar weapons. Probably even better offense. Maybe. Hot take. Saquon Barkley. We'll see what he does with him. And then you have Jonathan Stewart now as that Second back who played well in Carolina. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. OBJ, better receiver than what the Vikings had. Thielen and Diggs are unbelievable, obviously. But yeah, OBJ, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram. This this offensive is loaded. Shermer has a bunch of new toys to play with here. It's it's gonna be insane. That's why I think that he takes a three and thirteen team uh to either ten and six, eleven and five, somewhere in that ballpark to claim the the NFC East. And that's that's what I think. You turn it, you turn a three and thirteen team around, change the culture. I like what Dave Gettleman, the new GM, is doing there. It'll be interesting, but I think that Pat Shermer uh, contends with Mike Zimmer for the coach of the year. Both are great candidates, and I really hope Pat Shermer does well. And the Giants need a new face like this. All right, uh, comeback player of the year is our final award. Uh, my pick is all day Adrian Peterson. Um, Washington kind of had some unfortunate events come up with their running back situation with Darius Juice, Guise, whatever the fuck you want to pronounce it. Juice Goose. Um, Was going to be my sleeper pick in my draft as a keeper for next year. 
heartbreaking to see him go down. Chris Thompson still working his way back from his broken fibula. Um, AP, <laughs> AP is saying that he is still a top five running back in the league. Um, a guy who's won three rushing titles, a league MVP. Um, AP, yes, he's got some age to him. He had some controversy in the past years um, in Minnesota, but um, he's keeping his body in top shape. He is a downhill physical running back that could fit into this offense fairly well with Alex Smith throwing the rock. Um, this guy, look for him to get back to all-day status, and, and Adrian Peterson is going to be my comeback player of the year. Um, i got to give a little shout-out uh, as a runner-up, Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Um, I'm, I'm going to say he finds a roster week five, week six, maybe see some injuries, see him maybe not taking the comeback player of the year, but I want to see Des Bryant make it onto an NFL roster yeah. um, to kind of huck up the X. Yeah. I want to see a lot of that X X factor out of Des this year, and I think he'll be making his way back into the league. Yeah, two great picks. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if AP is able to take over the lead role and, and run with it. But for me, I got to go with Tom Brady. Not mm. only is he coming back for his 19th NFL season, he's coming back and he's 41, and he looks like he's 22. Uh, the dude is unbelievable. He's got that TB12 method. Not only has he divided the locker room with his Alex Guerrero trainer, uh, Bill Belichick starting to get on his nerves. He's got so much in his grill right now. Uh, it's just it's just insane that this dude is still slinging it. MVP last year. What 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 else has this dude got knocked against him? He couldn't get it done against Philly. So what does he do? He comes back. He comes back for another year. He's gonna need more fingers to put all Every, his rings. Everybody on his everybody hands. thinks it's gonna, gonna go to his everyone thinks it's either gonna be Andrew Luck, Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Rodgers. Richard Sherman for this comeback player of the year. No, it's fucking Tom Brady, TB12. Mm. Um, but just all around, unbelievable. I cannot wait till Thursday night in Philly. When we opening night under the lights, Falcons, Eagles start the season. I it's been such a long time. Every offseason feels just like the longest damn time. But that is our uh that is our NFL preview. We gave us, we gave you guys our picks for the NFC, the AFC, our Super Bowl champs, um, who's taking the wild card spots, and then our individual player awards. But Evan, two topics to kind of wrap up this week's episode: the heart and driving force of this podcast um, through this long summer month. Showtime Otani found his way back onto the bump back. and set a record while doing it. God, this dude is unbelievable. The Japanese phenom became the first player since the great Bambino. I'm a great, I'm a great Bambino. In 99 years, had 50 innings pitched and 15 home runs in a single season. We're actually not going to touch on how he played in his in his. Yeah, we don't need to stand touch back on that. from injury. It doesn't matter. His He's elbow back. feels fine. He said his elbow is fine. He just he got the. All right, he he walked the bases loaded. And they had to take him out. He said, fuck this. I'm not hurting this. And somebody else pulled me, get me out of this jam. <laughs> and what, what's he batting now? 276 and 80 plate appearances, 15 home runs. As good as advertised. As a pitcher. This is, as a pitcher. God, I love this guy. We, this podcast, he is so big for the Dump and Chase podcast. <laughs> Showtime is back on the mound. I love it. Um, and then our last bit, Leangelo Ball. Man, mm, okay. he's just kicking himself. He was, is he not? He was interviewed 
and he finally said that he thinks you know that the reason he thinks that the reason he didn't get drafted, and he wonders if the China theft incident cost him a draft pick. The shit I did. Not only did the shit he do off the court, quote unquote, what he said, it cost him the number one overall spot. We we said that on this podcast he's the consensus number one overall draft pick in the NBA. And he didn't even go in the top 60. He didn't get drafted. didn't even get a summer deal. Nothing. And now he's starting to wonder if his theft caught up to him. Was it the theft? Is it, is it, is it LeVar, the ball in the family TV series they got going on? Is it the lights? The guy's stealing shit from markets in China. Like I don't you know. You said man. it cost him an overall, first overall pick. It's just... It's been an interesting summer, and it's heartbreaking event, for the ball family. Twelve it's months, heartbreaking. But yeah, this. I hope this kid turns around. But but Jake, let's touch into our uh, our favorite segment on here, our locked bets, and it's it's NFL season now. So obviously, we're sticking with the NFL. We're gonna do something a little bit different here. We're each gonna pick two games, do a little friendly competition each week, and kind of keep a tally running. But for me, my first locked bet. Of the week, uh, the Tennessee Titans are on the road at the Miami Dolphins. They are minus one. The Dolphins have looked so shitty. They lost Jarvis Landry, their security blanket, NFL leader in receptions. They got one stud in Kenyon Drake, who I don't even know if he's a stud yet, but he's a solid back. Ryan Tannehill is the biggest question mark. Guy's been injured all last year. Defense has some questionable holes in it. Like I said, we touched on the Titans offense. Pretty explosive. Made the playoffs last year. I think week one they go down to Miami and they cover that minus one spread. Okay, like that pick. Um, I'm going with a favorite actually week one with my first pick. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings minus six. Um, I don't think six points is enough uh, for the Niners to contend with. Jimmy Garoppolo, though, coming off five straight wins out of last year. I know there's big hype around him to put up some serious numbers with Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon. I, as the wideout positions, but I'm going with Minnesota Vikings at home um, to take that minus six spread. Okay. I like that. Um, I actually think the 49ers are going to cover, but Vikes will still win the game. It's just a big question mark right now. That's a, that's a, that's a huge spread to bet on, especially week one, but my second lock bet of the week, it's the Washington Redskins at the Arizona Cardinals. It's a pick them game. I like the Arizona Cardinals to make the playoffs. Like I said, they got David Johnson coming back. Washington Redskins last year ranked dead last in run defense. DJ is one of the most prolific backs in the game today. He's going to run wild on that defense. He's back. He's, He's back. Hungry. They were 8-8 eight and eight last year. They're at home. Tough environment to play in down in Phoenix, down in Glendale. It's, it's a pick em game. Redskins, new system, new quarterback, Alex Smith. Not that many solid wide receivers to choose from or it's it's kind of a committee right now jordan reed can he stay healthy but but i just think in a pick em game week one arizona cardinals got all their weapons back chandler jones on defense gonna wreak havoc on alex smith who knows with that backfield with washington i got arizona cardinals winning the game all they have to do is win and a pick them over the washington redskins all right good pick evan um my second pick it is not a favorable one. Uh, it is not what the people want, but it's what I want to make a little bit of cash week one. 
I'm going Sam Darnold in the New York Jets to go into the Motor City Whoa. and stomp on the Detroit Lions. They're plus 240 on the money line right now. Sam Darnold, we talked about how good he could be. Kid, I want you to go out there and prove why you should have been the number one overall pick. There's tons of hype. Um, I think the Detroit Lions are going to come out with the yips at home, lay an absolute egg, and I think New York Jets are going to make me some money at plus 240 against Detroit. Yeah, that's a solid pick. Big-time spotlight for the kid. We'll see if he shines. But like I said, we're going to keep a friendly competition, friendly tally going. I got the the Titans minus one and the Arizona Cardinals pick them. Jake's got the Minnesota Vikings minus six and the money line of the New York Jets at plus 240. So we'll keep tabs of that. We'll, we'll touch on it again next week. But let's get into our bread and butter, what makes this podcast go, our dump and chase of the week. And this week, it is the Oakland Raiders and John Gruden. What he's done since signing that 10-year deal down in Oakland has been atrocious. Speak of of what happened this week, not only does he not even talk to Khalil Mack all summer, says he tried to reach out, whatever. If you wanted to talk to him, you would have made a point of it. He's making this all about himself. Trades Khalil Mack to the to the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he got two first rounders in in return, but like you just can't trade a proven talent on the edge like a Khalil Mack. He is a game changer. Can get to the quarterback. Now they'd lose an elite pass rusher. They don't even have one now. Who's go- yeah? There's no one on that D line that's even sniffing elite status. John Gruden, man. You have to. He's banking on two for. He's got to hit on these two first round picks. And if he the Chicago to. Bears defense is as good as it's written on paper, they're not going to be high picks. They're, they're going to be middle of the pack, maybe even who knows. The Bears could sneak up on some teams this year if Mitch Trubisky plays well. You just never know. And now they they cut Martavis Bryant. We don't know if that's an in house thing. Maybe it is. But you, you gave up. He gave up a third rounder for him, and now he's not even on your roster. The, what, John Gruden, wake up! The city of Oakland. Raiders fans are the most passionate. The week one, they play at home against LA Rams. It's there's going to be a bloodbath in the fucking stands. Yeah. We saw this in the preseason. It's it's a joke. Uh, is that is that Raiders fan base going to travel? They're yes. signs a ten year deal. They're moving to Vegas. The whole deal with the Golden Knights coming out and making a run at the Stanley Cup Finals. They have high expectations for now for this Raiders team. You dish away. Arguably one of the best pass rushers in the entire game. You cut an elite receiver who, like you said, might have some issues, but you need to make sure Derek Carr's ready to go. You need to wake Amari Cooper up from this coma that he was in last season. Yeah, whatever season. spell that was. Um, the one good thing I did like from that was the signing of Jordy Nelson, but. Even Is then, he, does he still have a step? I, we know he was with Rodgers. Rodgers can make Rodgers can make me look really good out there, even though I'm a stud. But just shout out, shout out, shout out to myself. But what what makes this thing so much more pathetic is that John Gruden. I still think I still believe that he thinks it's 2002. I think he's got. I, I still think he thinks he's in Tampa Bay. He can do it his way or the highway. He likes getting these middle of the pack draft picks, kind of unproven guys and likes to turn them around but the way the nfl is going john it's 2018 wake the fuck up you guys aren't even gonna be competitive down in the west he's just Uh, got this uh, mantra that he's banking on all these picks turning out and the draft is an absolute lottery unless you have guys who are just ridiculous like the saquon barkley's the yeah and they're not gonna get a top pick 
it's it's, it's they'll get a top pick of their own, but it, it's it's a joke. It, it's, he it's needs a, to go back to his quarterback camp or whatever the fuck he does on ESPN with 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 the quarterbacks in that little camper of his and gets those floaties out and starts beating them with those little fucking. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell are pool noodles. It's and, it's disgusting, and and overall, I mean, this podcast is dumping, and we are chasing, getting the hell out of Los Angeles. I hope when you move to Vegas, you can turn something around yeah. and and benefit from the the Bay Area. The, the Bay Area is is actually going to be happy when you leave because of what the fuck you just did to the Oakland Raiders organization. But John, you're on the hot seat in 2018, buddy. We're, we're dumping, we're chasing on you. You heard it here first, though. You, you got our, our lowdown and our rundown on the 2018-2019 NFL season. Uh, we'll see kind of next week how our fantasy teams did. We'll see how our locked bets turn out. Um, we're going to hit on the U.S. Open tennis, how that tournament kind of unveils. Um, we got the FedEx Cup golf tournament kind of dwindling down, playoff baseball picture. And uh, we'll see you all back next week. Peace. The cars have come to play. The game's all-